And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, sports talk worth a million. And I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. As Joe Douglas and the Jets front office get ready for their first draft, I've done a couple of these mock drafts over the last few weeks. And one thing I haven't done a lot of is trade. Now, I've been trying to get as many of the trade rumors as you probably have through the grapevine, trying to figure out what trade partners make sense. So on this mock draft, we're going to be a little bit different than the past ones. We're going to have a couple of trades in here that when you look at the value of the picks being dealt, makes a lot of sense. And for the Jets needs also will make a lot of sense. But with that being said, let's get right into it. This is New York Jets mock draft 5.0. In the first round, I have the Jets trading the 11th pick to the Atlanta Falcons for the 16th pick. And with that, I have the Jets selecting CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Now, it's been reported that the Jets are very interested in Lamb, and I do believe he could fall to them at 16. There's so many great Ryan receivers in this draft. I do believe the Jets feel that at 11, they can trade back to 16 and still get one of the big three or get a different player that might be more valuable at that point. But when they get to 16, they see Lamb, who they apparently really like, is a big dynamic playmaker, highly productive in college, and can really stretch the field, averaging over 21 yards per catch on the outside. I think it's going to be too hard to pass up. I mean, he's a playmaker at all three levels of the passing game, can get great separation, but also can get up and make a play, has great hands. I just think the Jets at this point, when you get to 11 and the best offensive line prospects are off the board, the top three I have going in the top 10, it makes sense to trade back, get a little bit more draft capital, but still get a highly productive wide receiver that can be dynamic in the passing game. And hold on, we have a trade. The Jets trading into the first round with the Seahawks. They trade their second round and fourth round picks to get the 27th overall pick. This makes a lot of sense because the Seahawks love second round picks and fourth round picks. They're highly valuable. And the Jets still will have, at the end of the day, three picks on day two of the draft, which is what they came in with. And with that, I have the Jets selecting Josh Jones, the offensive tackle out of Houston. Now, another name tied to the Jets has been Cesar Ruiz, the center from Michigan. I really love him as a prospect. But the problem with the Jets is they already have a lot of interior offensive linemen that could potentially play center. They have McGovern, Van Rotten, Brian Winters, Andrews, Alex Lewis. They really don't have outside of Fant a left tackle or a guy that can play the left tackle spot, but Josh Jones could be that. I believe he will fall. I don't think he is highly touted as some of the other offensive linemen in this draft, but he really impressed a lot of people, including a lot of scouts at the Senior Bowl. And while he's not a punishing offensive tackle, he's not the most athletic offensive tackle in this draft, he is a very good pass-blocking tackle. He's got plus athleticism. He's got good footwork. And at the Senior Bowl, he really did well against a lot of different types of pass rushers, against speed rushers, against bull rushers. This is the type of kid that could protect the blind side, and to get him with the 27th pick is invaluable. And I do believe the Jets will trade up to get this piece because Joe Douglas, he values the offensive line. Look what he's done this entire offseason. But the one thing the Jets don't really have is a left tackle. They could hold out and have Jones develop into the left tackle, maybe start him on the bench this year. But he has the upside to be a blindside protector in the NFL. And even though Rez is a great center, 
I just feel like the Jets, they have so many interior offensive linemen and players that can play right tackle right now. They don't truly have, in my opinion, on this offensive line, a kid that really fits into the left tackle position with the pass block and acumen, but Jones could be that. And with the offensive line work done this free agency period, the Jets feel confident that they can trade a couple of picks to move into the first round. And now with the extra capital from the Falcons, feel that they don't necessarily have to have a second round pick because they now have three third round picks. And Jones is a good left tackle, could start day one, will probably compete out of camp for the left tackle position, but has the upside to be a blindside protector. And that's what you need someone to protect Sam Darnold's blindside. Now in the third round, I have them going with Denzel Mims, the wide receiver out of Baylor. Six foot three, big red zone weapon, can go up and grab it. There's so many talented receivers in this draft. Once again, I feel guys like Mims and guys that are that second round tier could fall just simply because teams, they're going to pass them because they're going to have other needs. And now the Jets have already taken a wide receiver. But when you look at the talent that Mims has, the separation, his ability to go up and get the football, he doesn't have a diverse route tree, but he is a freakish athlete. You put him on the outside right now, you start to look at this offense. What did they do in the first three picks? Left tackle, two wide receivers. The receiving core could be Lamb, Mims, Crowder. Then you also have the tight end positions. If was healthy, he slips in. All of a sudden, this offense, they have a lot to play with. And with Mims falling, I just think the volume is going to be too high for the Jets to pass up in the early third round. The second third round pick, I'm going with Jonathan Grenard, the edge from Florida. Look, I know Jet fans, they don't want another edge from Florida. They are worried about Ja'Kai Polite. And look, I can completely understand that. But this is a different type of player. We're talking about a football player that's been noted to have a great high football IQ. He's been noted to be a hard worker. There was a lot of character issues with Polite last year, and the Jets ignored it. You don't have that with Grenard. You have a kid that is highly touted because of his IQ, because of his ability to work hard. And look, he's not a traditional burner coming off the edge. He ran a 4A at the combine, but he has very good instincts. He's got great hands. He has good footwork. And he's not afraid to play the run. He's not just a pure edge rusher at this point. He's a three-down linebacker. And if you could put him on the opposite side of Jordan Jenkins, all of a sudden you have two nice bookends that maybe they're not guys that are going to get you 10 sacks a year, but they're going to have good explosion coming off the edge. They can play the run. And all of a sudden this front seven for the Jets is starting to look pretty darn good and pretty darn productive. Which leads me to my next third round pick, which I know will have some eye rolls. But once again, I have them going with the defensive tackle and defensive end, Laurel Murchison from North Carolina State. And I've gotten a lot of pushback on this pick. I don't want more defensive linemen. We don't need that. But here's the thing. The Jets really like this kid. They have worked him out on multiple occasions and multiple virtual workouts. I think they really want this kid because of his motor. He had seven sacks. He's an interior pass rusher. They're very hard to find, and he can also be played in multiple positions along the defensive line, can help them get multiple defensive line looks. 
Don't forget, Henry Anderson has two years left on his contract. The Jets could maybe be looking to get out from under that contract next year. And you don't know what Greg Williams wants to do. Maybe he wants to play more four-man down lineman fronts, and Merchinson can help him with that ability. We know that they've already been talking about moving on from Avery Williamson. It was a discussion last year. Could they be looking to play more of the 4-3 defense? I don't know, but Mergenson gives them depth. He's an interior pass rusher. He's another high-character guy. You put him on this defense, and he can be highly productive. And it all starts with the front. It all starts with the trenches, and Joe Douglas understands that, and that is why I truly believe he will be drafted by the Jets in the third round. In the fifth round, I have the Jets going with Javaris Davis, the cornerback out of Auburn. He has some wheels. 4.39 at the combine. He projects to be a nickel cornerback at 5'8". Very smart and instinctive player. Now, he can be exploited by more physical wide receivers on the outside, which is why I project him more on the inside as a slot guy. But if the Jets need to, they can put him on the outside. But he does give them some nice depth that addresses the cornerback position. And while I do believe that the cornerback position could be targeted earlier in this draft, This isn't the best draft for cornerbacks. Outside of the first round, you see a steep drop in production. And I just think the Jets' needs of getting offensive line, wide receiver help, they outweigh the cornerback position. So unfortunately, the cornerback position goes on the wayside, but they still address it here later in the draft, and they are able to get some nice depth. In the sixth round, I have them going with Frederick Mauingoa, the center from Washington State, three-year starter. Always considered for the top center award in college. He's been one of the best centers in college football. Now, doesn't have the attributes to start right away, but he is physical. He's been able to be highly productive, showed some decent pass block skills, but he doesn't have the best footwork. But this is the situation. He could be developed behind McGovern. I mean, McGovern's got a three-year contract. This could be a nice developmental project of an interior offensive lineman that could maybe kick over to guard if you need him. But here in the sixth round, you're looking for guys that can either be developed or play a role. And I think right here, when you have a center that has the acumen of Frederick, having the career he did, being productive the way he did, even though he doesn't jump out at you as one of these great center prospects, he's still a kid that could be potentially developed and become a starter in the NFL And once again, Joe Douglas has the emphasis on the offensive line, so I could see him drafting a kid like that here. In the sixth round, I have them going with Cam Gill, the edge outside linebacker, Alf Wagner. Really stopped the East-West Shrine game. Once again, FCS player, highly dynamic, 13 and a half sacks in 2018. He had 34 sacks overall in his college career, including another nine and a half last year. At six foot two, he's a little bit smaller. But once again, he fits that idea of being an edge rusher coming off the edge. I just think that when you get to the later rounds, finding these guys in the FCS, I mean, you look at obviously the level of competition is something, but you also look at the skill sets that they have, the roles they could play. And I could see Gil being that type of player. He once again had a great East-West Shrine game. He's had a lot of good workouts in the offseason. I just think he's an intriguing prospect that, It just makes a lot of sense with the Jets' lack of pass rush. Getting a kid that could be developed into a situational pass rusher is too good to turn down here in the sixth round. And finally, the last sixth round pick I have them getting is Giovanni Ritchie, the tight end out of Western Michigan. 
Once again, I said it earlier, this draft's about Sam Darnold, and he loves throwing to tight ends. And Richie is a receiving tight end, 6'3", 240 pounds, was highly productive at Western Michigan. Looks like almost like a big body receiver. He's not going to be a tight end that you can have blocking. But once again, I think that they're just looking for good passing options over the middle. And here's the thing with this pick. First, they drafted Trevin Wesco last year. But I'm not sure if this organization, you have to keep in mind, Joe Douglas is a new general manager. He did not draft these players from last year. How does he value these players? But the other thing, too, is they have Ryan Griffin and they have Chris Herndon. Both have great upside, but both were injured last season. And Chris Herndon basically missed the entire season and also had a four-game suspension. Now, I like Chris Herndon, but the Jets, right now, you can't rely on him to be there for 16 games you're hoping he can be there for 16 games this year but you can't just rely on that and just getting some tight end depth bringing Richie to be the third tight end he's not going to start right away but having a kid that could play special teams and could be a decent backup if you need to at this some point this year because of injuries especially here in the sixth round it's value it's about finding guys that can fill out the depth chart and step up when you potentially need them during the season. I had to think Richie here in the sixth round is too enticing to pass up. So what did you think of this mock draft? What trades would you like to see the Jets make? Do you think they should trade up in the first round, trade back in the first round? Do you like the idea of them coming in to get another first round pick late in the first round, like in this mock draft with the Seahawks? I'd love to hear your opinions. Make sure to comment below and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest NFL draft coverage and coverage of the New York Jets. We have so much to get to. And of course, we're going to have at least one more mock draft before the April 23rd first round. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that. But until next time, this is Nolan Rich and this is Rich Sports Talk.